What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Museum of My Mind podcast. This is your host, Kwamisha Moreno. So, this week has been crazy, and hopefully I'm not starting every week saying that, but, like, seriously, I'm tired of watching briefings about the coronavirus, and I feel like it was, like, finally taking its toll on me. Every day I was waking up, it was gray outside. It was cold outside, and I'm like... Is the sun ever going to come out? And I went out, I took a walk, and it felt amazing. I only went out to get food. Like, I had my mask, I had my gloves, I protected myself. Oh, but let me tell you, I had something crazy happen. So, I got on a bus. Mind you, the buses are free right now. I wish the trains were too, but, you know, economics. I got on the bus, and this lady sat in front of me, and she had a stick. It's kind of like a broomstick, but half of it was missing, and um like she was trying to talk to me i was with my friend she was trying to talk to me and then she turned to me and she was like you look good like something like that but i was just staring at my friend because it was getting awkward even though she was sitting right in front of me and then she just put her thumb in her mouth and i was like out of all times right now during the rona and then so her little cane thing dropped on the floor she picked it up and then she started picking her nose like she was going hard like it was deep in there she couldn't find it and then after like 10 minutes she said my work here is done <laughs> what's her work <laughs> she is the cure she ain't never gonna catch this shit <laughs> okay so my mom is oh my, my uh co-host again today and yeah, that's oh oh she finally meowed. Yes, cat. Well, she you got two co-hosts now. Yeah, but my cat just got on the couch with us. Okay, so after she said my work here is done, she went to the front. Well, you know, actually the bus is also kind of blocked if you can't go all the way in the front. But she went to like the back door, and then she just started looking out the window. When she got off, in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna look at her to see like you know what's going on. She was standing on the curb peeing like standing up peeing i was so shocked i've never seen that in my life and it's, she didn't even have tissue she didn't wipe off or anything she just kept walking mm-hmm. it was normal yeah for her yeah it it, it was mental illness is just as real as this coronavirus baby so what um so what i was thinking right even, oh even realer because when the coronavirus is gone it will have caused a whole bunch of mental illness, mm-hmm. right? There's a whole bunch of stuff going on there because people are being paranoid and, you know, people are being locked down. Oh, this this guy I used to, um, this guy I used to work with, he was my manager. He posted on Facebook this morning. His neighbor jumped out the window. Yeah. But she jumped out the fourth floor window. If you jump at like, at like three and four, you're likely to survive. She survived. So. I mean, okay, I'm not making a joke yeah, out of but, this, but, but now people are going to, whoa, you tried to kill yourself. Yeah, but... And it's, it's just like... Yeah, you know, some, some being quarantined, being locked down in the room, what have you going crazy. You know how I always tell you a clean... What did they say? Oh, wow. Is, is, 
Exactly. I know what you're saying. I know anyway. what you're saying. It's like an energy thing. Like if you yeah, if you yeah. make your bed every morning, then like you'll feel better. Like that's the yeah. first thing you accomplish yeah. of the day. Yeah, and and that, and that's the same thing. So you know, once you clean your house, the energy, the that flow, that feng shui, or whatever you want to call it, you feel good. It feels good to go outside and breathe fresh air and, and get that exercise. It feels good to reach out and touch someone and have that physical communication as well as the verbal communication. You understand, but when oh, you... that's why you hugged me earlier. You oh. wanted a hug because you haven't I... been you haven't been getting hugged. I felt bad because you was upset this morning, guys. All right, so I start. I don't like cooking, but I started cooking, and like my family, they they just haters right now. <laughs> like. And the cake came out good. Words you was complaining everything. about it, but the cake came out good. I know it tastes good. All right, guys. So I made a pineapple upside down cake. I probably lied to my brother and told him I made like the last few he's had, which is all my mom. But I finally made one myself this morning. And like the, the top, like the middle of it, it kind of, it stuck to the pan. But like I, I scooped it out with the spatula, you know, flipped it over and it looked like nothing even really went wrong. Mm-hmm. And it tasted good too. And then yeah, it did. the other day I made... um. Oh my god, okay, so last podcast, I'm sure I mentioned about her bootleg spaghetti. So, I was like, you know yeah, what? Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna actually make spaghetti with spaghetti me- noodles and meatballs with actual meatballs. And it turned out really, really good. Nice. So, going forward, I'm just telling people that I'm a chef. I can make the spaghetti. I can make the cake. I made a lemon cake last week. Uh... I think I want to make apple pie and peach cobbler. So maybe once a week I have a new dish. But yes, the pandemic has um, let my inner creativeness come out. And that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, she kind of acts like she doesn't know how to um, cook anymore. <laughs> she hasn't been in the kitchen in like three days, which is a little concerning for me. Look here. Because <laughs> it's like... um. She just expects me, like, my whole family expects me to do it. Even my brothers, like, they won't even make their own plate. Like, okay, oh, make my plate. It's like, what was y'all doing before before this? I, I think, this is not me being cocky. I think I'm the best thing to happen to my mother. <laughs> and the best thing to happen to my brothers. Because, like, what would my brothers be without me? Of course, darling. <laughs> of course, darling. Alright, so something that's trending on Instagram right now is this post. It says... If you don't come out of this quarantine with a new skill, your side hustle started, more knowledge, you never lacked time, you lacked discipline. Well, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? That is so true. You know, um, a lot of things I feel like I should have done already in this house. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that way, that way is a toll in your memory bank and your feelings and stuff like that. When you don't do those things that you want to do? Yeah, you know, you, you've been sitting in, in, in like, especially like now, mm-hmm. now every word that person said is true. Especially now, you have all this extra time. Right. I'm not, you know, I'm not physically leaving my house to go to school. What I do? I charge my computer up. I sit right here in the living room. I listen to this lady talk for two hours. I might answer a few questions, and that's it. I go about my business. I think she, people are missing that. Um, I, I think the extra the extra time the extra time that this post is talking about though is like the traveling time. Because if it takes you an hour, like I was going to school five days a week, right? Mm-hmm. So it takes me an hour to get to school, an hour to get home, mm-hmm. right? So altogether, what ten hours that but, I could be doing something else, and now I'm utilizing it in a better way. But it's not even just the traveling time. 
uh, getting we, dressed. The, the, the time you spend getting dressed in the morning, the time mm-hmm. you spend doing your hair, your makeup, the walk from here to the train station, a whole and, 10 all, minutes and, and the long. whole the whole journey, you know, of things that you do in between. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, that's a, that's when you add that up, that's really a lot of time that you know you didn't have before. Right. So I can't wait until the candles and stuff get here. I'm dying to make it. I'm dying to go get the paint for the rest of the apartment. My bathroom so, paint are really good. Guys, really cute. we yes, are did, really y'all. big mm-hmm. on um, DIY. Like, I believe... Okay, somewhere in my mind, so you guys, so I grew up in Long Island, and living there, we we made so many things. Like, we made shelves. Um, I remember I laid tile. Like, we got a, the bathroom was renovated. We got a jacuzzi. I laid tile. Um, we used to mow the lawn. Uh, There's so many different things, even, like, making curtains or, like, making covers and, like, cushions for the couches. So, in my mind, I always wanted to be that person. I never wanted to leave the house and have, like, a regular job. Like, I just wanted to sit home, sew all day. That's really how I saw myself. And now it's, um, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but, so what we did, so how many years ago did we do the table? Oh, that's been at least five years. So, we the dining room table. we repainted the dining room table, and we did the, what is it, the right word, reupholstered? Re- yeah, reupholstered Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, <laughs> we spray painted the metal, we reupholstered the, um, the cushions, we bought new cushions and mm-hmm. new material. And new uh, plastic um, seat covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we painted the wood. It some of the wood got painted. Some of the wood got shellacked. We sanded them down. Um, yeah, I think things like this. I think this that is that was like, a cool job. This is so much fun. So like we have a dresser in the living room right now. I don't know if we're gonna keep it. It's kind of old, but that's like something that we could potentially do. Mm-hmm. And then also, my mom was a. How long were you painting for? A painter's apprentice? Uh, for four, four and a half years. Yeah. So my mom was a painter apprentice for four and a half years, and um, our current project right now is the bathroom. So it's gonna be. It's not exactly lime green. How? What kind of green would you call it? Ah, the hell if I know. They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine. It's a green. It's, it's cute. A green. It's cute. I'll post it on Instagram. So, <laughs> I'm gonna go in tonight and I'm gonna finish uh, the the base. The baseboard, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the trim, and then around the door, and then what else? We're gonna paint the whole apartment this week, and I need my room to be painted over. Right now, it's teal and like a, like a strawberry ice cream pink. I might paint it over the same yeah, color. Yeah, the light going. No, you're not. You gonna find another color? Cause I'm grown now. I yeah, I did I'm that sure when I was what like twenty. 18 maybe yeah something like that it's, it's time for i'm a grown woman now what i should yeah. get gray that's i don't know no I purple mean, get whatever this you pink want. that's on your shirt yeah i was thinking about doing that for my room doing this color for my room stop being like me <laughs> yeah. so those are some of our diys this week um we were also talking about making masks so i have a lot of material in my room i have like i think three sewing machines at this point and then what she was saying earlier we're gonna start making candles i also make nail polish so it's just anything we can make with our hands i feel like it makes us really happy but so the second part of this says uh and highlight by the way it says after it says you never lack time you lack discipline it says you are doing just fine this is like a rebuttal you are doing just fine we are going through a collective traumatic experience not everyone has the privilege of turning a pandemic into something fun or productive stay healthy ouch Sorry. Get your nails. <laughs> My cat just. Not, I mean, I mean that's very true. Depending on your finances, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I could say that I've been blessed with the few uh, coins that I have. 
you know <laughs> cha-ching yeah I've, I've been really blessed with those few coins and i had that you know we able to keep the bills paid and have food and you know mm-hmm. the things that we need if you if you Girl, if you don't get your paw off of me. Okay, guys, I'm going to move my cat. Go. Get here. That can stink. <laughs> All right, she moved. And she got an attitude. Yeah, so. um. Wait, that's another thing. So, guys, we got her some catnip. Cat, cat crack. That's <laughs> what it's called. The brand is Cat Crack. Got it off of Amazon. I left them a really great review. I gave it to her yesterday, and she's been bugging out. She uh she bit me twice yesterday. Oh my god! Who are and you? like she keeps playing with my feet. She's up all night. I, she probably slept for like three hours. Like she's losing her mind. And then after she went through all of that, then she decided that she wanted to cuddle. All right, so mom, what are you doing? I'm videotaping a cat. But you know we're recording. Okay, we can still do that. No, we can't hear the sound of that in the mic. All right, guys, so today's subject is how my mother met my father. Um, his name is Keith Walker. No, I didn't. I told mm-hmm. you this is what I do not know his birthday. birthday. Oh, okay. Um, I also don't. September 29th, Ma, it's an introduction. I've never oh, wished okay. him a happy birthday. <laughs> I don't think in my life. Maybe <laughs> oh my when I was younger. Yeah, All right, so, so guys, today, I don't how my like mother him met my father. For reasons. Uh, I'll tell you the most re- yeah, I guess this is most recent. So, in 2013, mind you, it's 2020, I um, I was in Georgia, and I needed a car. And me and him, we were cool at that time. And he's like, oh, I have a car. And I'm like, well, I only, this is how much money I have. It's like 1700 bucks." And he's like, okay, so give me that, and then I'll give you the car. Uh, he tells me about a month later, I don't like anything that you're doing with your life, so you can't have it. And he also never gave me the money back. When my older brother, who is also Keith, <laughs> when he tells my father, like, oh, you know what you said is not right. And then he just says, again, I don't like what she's doing with her life, so she can't have it. So because of that, I decided not to talk to him. My other brother has been a crook. And <laughs> he, he, he invites me places that he knows my father is going to be because he feels like that's still my father and I should still talk to him anyway. And I say, don't call my iPhone 4 again, bro. You owe me money, so I'm not talking to you, basically. So, back to my mom. Um, I well, was, you just look so long. I, I was I was trying to figure out where to start. I was young, started dumb, the, and stupid. Started the beginning. That is the beginning. Young, yeah. dumb, and stupid. Yeah, young, dumb, and stupid. You know, I met him. He was selling drugs across the street from my house. I used to hang out in this girl house who lived in the building where he was selling drugs at. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always flirting and talking mess with me, and I would flirt back. Mm-hmm. We had tw- we had sex twice, and I ended up pregnant with your brother. Okay. Yeah, and then we had sex again, and I had a few. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you know, that was that. You know, young, dumb, and stupid. He wasn't really around. He would come and show up all the time. He would always pop up. 
he would disappear for weeks and come back and it was like he was never gone. We, you know, I'm all in love. Kiki, ha ha, stupid young dumb. You Wait, know? was it him acting like he was never gone, or were you also acting like he was never gone? Like it was just I, regular know, at a, know, to, to it, a point. Yeah, it just got regular up to a point. So whenever he just came back around, you know, he'd come back in the house. He'd come give me all of this money. Um, he'd go here. This is for you and the kids. And, you know, you know. And at the time, man, I didn't know no better. I was young, and you know, he was. Uh, I was learning and doing things that I wasn't doing before. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like we was off the Broadway plays or anything. But because both my parents were drug addicts, you know, he was he was just making sure we was all right. Mm-hmm. You know, and at that point financially, he was taking care of all of us. You know, um, who's he, us? Who's all of us? Huh? Me, uh, my sister, my brother, um. Naya, Bobo, all of them. They used to be at my house all the time. Oh, so he's he's had a heart in the past. Not, you know what? Sometimes we get misinformed by the misinformed, right? Okay. So his way of life growing up and the people who helped contributed to who he became as an adult, you know, that transpired from his teenagehood to adulthood. Like, it was okay for them to sell drugs and do the things that they were doing. That criminal lifestyle, that criminal activity was cool. The girls who they dealt with thought that shit was cool. You know, I thought it was cool. I needed the money. I did what I needed to do. You know, but as I got older and, you know, certain, you know, my life had to change because of you guys. Mm-hmm. You understand? And, and at some point, I just decided, like, yo, I can't keep doing this. Not to myself or not to you. Mm-hmm. Because our relationship, I didn't realize how toxic and unhealthy my relationship with him was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, I was trying to change and he wasn't. It, it's, that's your turning point? Even? Yeah, you know, because I was trying to change and be a better person and do things for myself. You don't need to be doing that. This is what you need to do. Everything revolved a hustle. It didn't require... Uh, you know, it was never about a nine to five. It was always about fast money, fast cars, fast this and fast that. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth of the truth of the matter about it, and you know, the way I started living at some point, you know, I'm surprised I'm not dead or in jail. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've done a lot of things that required me to be dead in jail, you know, or. Oh, you know, I, I don't even think I should be in this current state of mind because I'm batshit crazy at times. Girl, don't I know it? Shut up. Cause y'all know when when um when your mom be like, all right, hold on. So the other day, right, the cat she stayed bugging like she had an attitude, and I was like, yo, sis, like you need to chill. And then my mom was like, oh, I wonder where she gets it from talking about me. And then I looked at, her, I'm like, home girl, where you think I get it from? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I don't know what she told me. <laughs> she really is crazy. She get that from them people. From them people. <laughs> yep. The, your happy side. All right. You know. It's okay if you don't want to take accountability for that yeah, one part of me. Listen. <laughs> I I can take accountability because you look just like me. How beautiful you are. Oh, yes. thank you, thank you, thank but you. All that craziness you got that come from them. But you know, like I was saying, you know, dealing with him, you know made me realize that okay this is not how I want to live this is not the picture I had for my life right but by then I was I was 
you know, I started using drugs heavily because, you know, you know, marijuana, drinking marijuana heavily, drinking marijuana, drinking. <laughs> smoking marijuana heavily, drinking alcohol heavily. You know, one drug turned into another drug, turned into another drug. So then I'm strung out on something else, mm-hmm. you know, and that really like sent me off to the races and it took me a long time to like get my life back together. Like I would stop getting high for a year or two and then start back up all over again. Mm. Stop getting high for a certain period of time. You know, I was always able to keep a job, but in the end, you know, I was so fucked up, I couldn't do nothing. And I couldn't go to your father and get no help. Because every time he came around, he came around with more drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I got this and I got that, I'm coming over there. Nah, dude. You know, there was there's a point in time I was thinking this yesterday. Like, I knew that you were on drugs, but I didn't know that he was on drugs. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, I feel like from... Like he'll never admit that he was on drugs, but he'll not. but he'll be like, oh, your mother was on drugs, but but you were able to admit it. Like you're like, well, yeah, you know, but but you know what, you know what, that's the thing that I find with a lot of men, um, and you know, mm-hmm. and somebody get their feelings hurt. Oh well, <laughs> you know, but um, uh-huh. I I realized that in dealing with drugs, a lot of men will put the woman out on the front line. What do you mean? Like, like, you know. For, okay, they want that ride or die bitch. So they want the girl who's going to come toting the guns and take the charge and the hit and all that. Yeah, you understand what I'm I saying? I think that's so Even, crazy. It, it, you know, and, and then, then they will admit, yeah, she did that. You uh-huh. know, so they won't get in trouble. And they want the woman to take all of that. Uh-huh. Right? And then some women, they stupid. <laughs> I ain't going to jail for nobody. Uh-huh. You know, and I wasn't about to go to jail for your father or no other dude at, on that point. But, um, you know... Then, then there's the um. Then there's the feud. Another example of ride or die chick like I was doing. Your father could do. Your father was doing all that wrong, and I knew it. No matter what he did, I was still with him. You mm-hmm. feel me? So, um. That right there, you know, like I said, when when I got sick of all of that, right? You know, cause the dream I had for my life didn't have didn't even have nothing to do with drugs. What is the dream you have for your life? Man, I thought you know you know um. Growing up, what made me, what made me change a lot, and some people might get upset about this too. Uh, uh, watching the Cosby Show, you know, because guys, I don't think Cosby did no, it. No, no, understand, understand what I'm saying to you. You know, a lot of shows promote negativity, mm-hmm. right? So. Even though my grandparents and them, they was uh, my my Spanish grandmother. She worked in 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 the school system. Mm-hmm. Um, my black grandmother, she was a social worker, a supervisor, social for food stamps mm-hmm. for twenty something years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my aunts always owned their own businesses, always homes and stuff like that. Grandpa had his own game room with a pool room in the back. Mm-hmm. You know. My family always had money. They always had money and stuff, but my parents were using drugs. So, you know, when crack came out, all that nice stuff we was getting and all the fun things we was doing, we didn't get to do nothing else unless our grandparents took us. You understand what I'm saying? So my parents were no longer available or willing to do it because drugs came first. So, um, 
our grandparents did all that nice stuff for us. We went to the circus. We went to Broadway shows, off-Broadway shows. We, you know, we know how to act in public. We know how to eat with the salad fork, the shrimp fork, the da 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 mm-hmm. You know, and, um, you know, grandma's giving <laughs> the yeah. pinky up. <laughs> yeah, my grandmother, she still drinks her tea with her pinky out, you know. Mm. That's what she, you know, and she taught us right from wrong so we don't know we're not sure what to do we'll sit there and be quiet <laughs> you know because mm-hmm. we're not you know i'm not here to embarrass anyone you know i'm pretty much still like that now mm-hmm. you know so, the Cosby so show inspired we some a things, lot and of so one of the things that i had to always and, and inspire us that we can be better despite whatever just happened over these recent years i believe he he hit some of them up yes i do but all the stuff that they said he did Come on, you waited too long for all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you was going to Bill Cosby house 11 o'clock at night, going up in his office 11 o'clock at night. You knew what type of business it was. I'm sorry. You know. Right. But anyway. No, so- I, For the record, I totally agree with everything that she just said. But keep going. So anyway, um, his show, Good Times, even though that showed them poor in the ghetto. Right, so, but it showed it showed an actual father being in the house, right. supporting their family come hella high water. Good times in the Jeffersons. I mean, uh, Cosby Show and the Jeffersons showed that we actually we can make it. You understand right. what I'm saying? And I because I always so dreamed of like going hope. to college. It yeah, yeah, it was hope that they gave everybody. Mm-hmm. You understand? Even 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 today, I love watching. You know when when they show the reruns of the Cosby Show or the spinoff, um, a different world. Mm-hmm. I always dreamed of going to college. So that's what made me get my GED mm-hmm. because I was telling my parents, I you ain't got yours. I ain't got fuck fuck out of here. You know you can't right. tell me nothing because of your current state. You know, how you going to tell me something, mm-hmm. right? So, as a direct result of having some hope in that area, you know, and it wasn't just them. It was other people outside influences, you know, because I got, like I said, my family, they all did something positive with their life, you know? My brother owns his own barbershop today. My my sister, she's a correction officer. She's been there for, what, 14 years? Fit six, 14 years, I believe it is. And then before that, she was with school safety for a couple of years. You know, um, me, I'm not working right now. I'm out on work as comp because I got hurt on my job a couple of times. And then after that, I got hit by a car. So, she got hit by a car. Okay. street to get this one a suitcase not... so she can go to Paris. Yeah, uh-huh. I was going to say all of that. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I keep, keep going. So, I'll shut up. <laughs> so, you know, um, me being home, I started getting like really depressed being at home. So one of the things I did was I said, you know what? You know, I go to an African church in, 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 in um, Queens, out in Queens. And, <laughs> and, and it's not like it's not a Christian church. It's like an old world's old school traditional church. You know, with the deities and the drums and the barefoot dancing and all that stuff, you know. And, um, you know, one of the deities uh, um, approached me. It was like, you know, I asked a question and it was like, it's time for you to do whatever it is that you want to do with your life. So for a long time, I sat on the couch not knowing what I wanted to do for my life. Because even though I went back and got my GED, I went to college for a little while and then I stopped because my schedule didn't. 
agree with me picking up my kids and me working out in Brooklyn and then going to school in Manhattan and then having to come oh, to the Bronx that was the that was going to be my question because I'm like so guys she used to go to BMCC and what year was that because I know it was my small oh, but I remember you taking 96 97 yeah so she used to go to uh, BMCC back then and from her going to be <laughs> <laughs> guys so this is week two right so before, well, before we started podcasting i was like ma do you remember the rules of podcasting and she looked at me like i was stupid and had like five heads <laughs> and she's just doing every the most right now just just focus look me I in my eyes my mouth was dry i had to drink some water <laughs> All right, so she went to BMCC and um, when I was like six or seven, and I remember that. So when I was trying to decide what college to go to, I'm like, oh, I know my mom used to go here. So that was the first, the initial reason why I chose BMCC. And honestly, when I started there, I didn't like it. And then one day, well, after I left, like for like the fifth time, and I went back, I was like, you know what? I like the salad bar. Let me just go to BMCC because they have salads. But we'll talk about me and my college experience <laughs> later. All right, so back to you. So can you tell us a story about a time where you were with my father and he did something crazy? Like, you can tell me the the story about the car. Oh, so. And, and, and then after that, the story about the bras on the stove. Oh, my God. That man was crazy as hell. Start wherever you want to start. Okay, so. The car. So, we we are literally, he comes by, he picks me up after one of his, you know, been gone for forever. He said, babe, get dressed, come on. You know, we're going we gonna to go for a ride and hang out today. So, I said, okay. So, get in the car. I'm about seven months pregnant. I, st- I just started, like, really, really showing. With me or with Robert? With Robert. Okay. So, we, um, we driving around the city. So, they would hit the accelerator his friend would hit the accelerator and then he would stop and we would cruise to the corner like <laughs> ease up on the corner right so kind of find out the car that had no damn brakes <laughs> he convinced father to take us to manhattan so we get all the way up to the exit over there by Cherry Street or whatever. What's it? South, what's South Street? Yeah. So we get all the way down there. I don't know if y'all and anybody's familiar with that area, LES area, where that big path mark used to be. It's a it's an exit to get off the bridge over there. But when when you exit off, it's a ramp. So we came around and we, you know, <laughs> we cruised all the way <laughs> to the top of the ramp, right? So, the car, the car is stopping. There's like six cars down at the bottom, and there's like a lot of cars in front of us. And my kid's father said, "Hold on, baby, we get ready to go down." Bruh. We slam. We, we It was like it was like going up on a roller coaster, like you know that click, click, click. It was just like that, <laughs> and then oof. We went straight down, and I'm holding on for dear life, and all I can see is the cab driver grab the back of his neck. So my kid's father jumped out and said, run. <laughs> so my fat ass trying to get out the car. <laughs> and I'm running and I'm pregnant. I'm running and I'm pregnant. Now, mind you, I don't remember ever being in LES in my whole entire life. I'm Brooklyn born and raised, even though I've been in the Bronx for like 20 years. But I'm Brooklyn born and raised. I don't ever remember being that part of Bronx, Manhattan. So we get down there. 
And I'm walking around and I'm looking for him and I don't see him nowhere. And I'm screaming his name and screaming his name. And he's hiding on the other side of the building, dying laughing while I'm screaming his name. I curse him out and call him every mother sucker you could possibly imagine. So from there, we walked over to his mom's house. We got something to eat and we came back home. That was fun. That stupid stuff like that was fun. So even you though know, you we, put your life in danger and you were pregnant. I told you. We were young, dumb, and stupid. I but think it, that's going to be the name of this uh, episode. But at some point, you know, <laughs> you start to grow up. You know, and, and some people grow actually grow up and grow out of that young, dumb, and stupid phase. Mm-hmm. And, and grow up into mature, responsible adults. Unfortunately, your dad never did that. He still does stupid shit. Uh-huh. You know, and he's what, 49? No, no, hell no. He's 57. I'm 49, so he's 57, 58, something like that. You know, but the bottom line is he's still doing dumb stuff. Mm. You know, and um you know, and over the years we we used to go at it. He make promises to do stuff and then you know, he he just never <sighs> Stupid stuff. Okay. So, so then what was the next story? About the bras. Oh, so, <laughs> I moved into my, my very first apartment, right? And that's in Brooklyn? In Brooklyn, yes. Okay. In Cypress Projects. And, you know, this, he, you know, his grandmother used to own this, like, secondhand furniture store. So, he got some th- a few things out of, out of the store for, for us. So, we in there... And we get into an argument, and, you know, he wants to argue and fight because he can't get his way and things ain't going the way he wants them to go. So now he wants to pick a fight with me. So he told me that he was leaving, so I said, okay. So, but what he did was, he, you know, I was still young, so I'm still into um, Reeboks and, and, you know, I'm looking cute. But all that sexy panties and bras and stuff like that, wearing makeup and having my hair laced like how the girls do now. When <laughs> wait, like, 20- when, like when when Jay-Z was like, why you don't buy me Reeboks no more? Like, yeah. Because she's that girl from the girls, girls, yeah, girls. A, yeah, I'm the round the way girl. You you understand what I'm saying? I was Me and my kids Whoa. would be cute and dressed up nice and stuff like that. Give me my 5411s and, you know, my big bamboo earrings. And we good money. You know what I'm saying? I, you want to call me a hood rat? Call me whatever you want to call me. You understand? I, I hadn't reached that point in my life where I was wearing heels and shoes and, you know, dressing up and being sexy. I had never found myself in that area yet. Mm-hmm. You know? And so he was buying me, like, lace bras and lace panties and all this. And how old were you at this point? I was like, oof, I was like 21, 22 years old. So, okay. you know, honestly, I didn't feel sexy. I didn't know how to feel or what to think. You understand what I'm saying? Most guys, they like nobody got time for that shit. Take it off. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how he was. Take it off. But he's buying me all of these things. And, like, they were very pretty. But it's like he was never there anyway. So the stuff would always stay in the back. Mm-hmm. So what he did was he got mad talking about you don't know how to you don't know how to entice a man you don't know how to do this you don't know how to do that and he got really upset with me because I wasn't wearing all of this stuff so he said fuck you he said you ain't gonna wear this for no other nigga mm-hmm. 
So what he did was he took not just the bras and panties he bought. <laughs> he took the bras and panties that I bought. And mind you, all my stuff was brand new because when I moved out of the shelter, somebody stole all my clothes. Mm-hmm. So I had to buy everything brand new. He took all that stuff, put it on top of the stove, turned all four eyes on, and went and sat in the living room. He didn't even leave. He just sat in the No, he room. went and sat in the living room in the dark. I didn't even know he was there. My, that, that's a psycho. You know that? That is a fucking psycho. And when I turned to look, I had to take a spatula and, like, scrape the... Oh, so the fire didn't get that big yet before No, because I had, I had turned it off. And I remember it was a purple, pretty purple lace lingerie. That shit was so pretty. Mm. And it was just there. You know, and, and what I did was I remember taking a spatula and, like, scraping it off of the top of my stove. And I just happened to walk around. He said, yeah, I bet you won't know another nigga be watching you and that shit. And I just looked at him. and like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. So you would set the house on fire with me and the kids in it? Mm-hmm. I said, you got to get the fuck up out of here. So I called the police on him. I was just going to ask you I that. called the mm-hmm. police on him. And, and um, Did he leave before the police got of there? Of course. Okay. You know. Punk ass left before the police <laughs> got there. You know, it you know, it was just insanity. You know, and, uh-huh. and he he did some, quite a few other things that, you know, I had to just like that's I'm done. I'm mm. done. I can't I can't with you. You know, it's a good thing that I was awoke. I wasn't drinking and I wasn't smoking at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was alert. So, you know, I was able to put the fire out and go on about my business. Mm-hmm. But now I got a big black mark up, you know, from the stove up to the ceiling. Wow. You know, so it, it was just, it was just a lot of insanity. I went through a lot of stuff. So then another time he was in there, he comes to my house, he gives me some money and he takes the dog and he says, I'll be back. No, he leaves the dog and he says, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Right. So I said, okay. So. He said, I'm going to my uncle's house. So his uncle, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Atlantic Avenue. I forgot what the name of them houses are. But they're like two, they're they're like four tall, tall buildings. And they got um, fire escapes. And we used to live in Cyprus. And they're right on Linden Boulevard. So it's early in the morning. And I said, Buddha, I said, I'm going to go walk the dog. I'll be back. So I walked the dog over there to his uncle's house where he said he was going. Mm Mm-hmm. So I knocked on the door. <laughs> Ran down on the bitch twice. <laughs> I, I, went, I went and knocked down the door. And I said, hey, is Keith here? And everybody looked at me. You, Everybody in that house was high. Uh-huh. Everybody in there was high. So they was like, who is you? I said, I'm his kid's mother. Who are you? Mm-hmm. So the chick starts popping shit to my bitch. Who the fuck is you knocking on my door? This is your uncle's girlfriend. So I, I let the dog go. <laughs> Yo, she what? said, the dog chased her in the back. So your father just appears out of nowhere and grabs the dog. Come on, take the dog home. I'm not taking the dog nowhere. Give wow. me some money. Uh-huh. Give me some money. So your uncle comes to the door. He said, baby girl, what happened? I said, he left the house. He didn't give me no fucking money. He left his dog. And I ain't got no money to feed this motherfucker. He went in his pocket, pulled out a knot of money and said, here. Uh-huh. I went and pressed the elevator button. And I told the dog, I smacked him on the ass. I said, go back in the house. And the dog <laughs> went back in the house. I got on the elevator and I went downstairs. So what was he doing the whole time? 
They was all over there getting hot in the uncle's house. That's what he was doing the whole time from the time he left me. He went over there and they started getting high. Uh-huh. You know, and it, you know, and it was a lot of instances where he started getting high and, and he never came back and all kinds of stuff like that. You know, um, I had to choose between him and the drugs. And at some point he wanted me to choose between you and him. We got into a what? fight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, details, please. I've never heard this. I took and I went. You know, back in the days when 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 the kids was little, you don't see most kids wearing them now. But yet yeah, the, they used to wear the hard bottom. Those are white ones. Uh, the I hard, love I love those. those yeah, the so hard cute. bottom corrective shoes that help the children balance and walk properly. Well, I was walking like a little. Yeah, but <laughs> but those are the type of shoes that the children, you know, they they had for the children to wear. Right. So he had a problem because. Now, the other shoes that come after that are the Buster Brown shoes. I have no those, idea. What okay, so those are like good shoes for your feet. And what happened was I spent $45 on your shoes. Mm-hmm. He had a fit. You got cashmere, you got gaiters, you got cashmere coats, you got gaiters, silk ties, stuff that I can't even pronounce, but you mad at me. She too little for you to spend that much money on shoes. Mm. So I looked at him, I said, you know what, fuck you. Period. And we got into a big fight. We, we used to get into Boy, a lot. Boy, ain't that my attitude. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we used to get into a lot of the fights because of the things that he thought I should be doing. And because of the things that, you know... Do you feel like he he felt like he could control you because he was the primary breadwinner and because of the age difference? Yes. Okay. And that that was the problem. And, you know, like I said, you know, my family, they were always educated. They always had money, their own businesses, however they got them. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know... When you're looking for love in the wrong places, sometimes you lower your standards, or, which, or or sometimes you don't even know your standards. How about that? Right. You know, so I was dealing with a lot of stuff, and I didn't realize the things that I had. I had low self esteem. I had low self worth because my parents were on drugs. You know, I wasn't sure half the time whether I was coming or going. Then I'm looking for love in all the wrong places. So instead of looking to my family, because it was hard to look to your family, because the first thing they do back then was, oh, uh, 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 uh you know. You belong with your parents no matter what's going on in the home. You you understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They didn't take us and raise us like they should have. I felt like they should have. They sent us right back to the insanity. You understand? Um, and that's how it was okay. back in the day. We'll go on in my house, stay in my house. Mm-hmm. You understand? So we wound up losing our apartment. We want, you know, It was just like a whole bunch of things. That's something that I, I believe to like a certain extent. Because I always tell myself it's like... I, I feel like I'm a person of service. I do so much community service. But it's like, for me, it's like, if I could help somebody and I know that they're going through something, then, like, why won't I help them? But also, I've seen, what well, we've seen where it, that's come back to bite me in the ass so many times. So, yeah. so it's like you want to be helpful and invite people in, but that creates so many other burdens on you. Yeah, you know, because people tend to take your kindness for weakness. They think they could just lay up and do what they want to do in your place. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a lot of things that you have to take into consideration when you're helping out your family, you know. And I understand. And, and your friends. Cause, yeah. So um, us as as people, as an immediate family, we've, we've had a few people where we're like, okay... You're homeless. You could come and stay, and we we and I feel like we don't even create like a lot of rules, which could potentially be the issue. But the main thing is like get a job, go to school, like 
that that's really been it and i find that people haven't been able to do that because even though you're giving them shelter they don't want you to tell them what to do yeah yeah you know i, I think the two best uh people that i've helped was janae when she used to live here uh-huh. and will uh-huh. you know they both got up got their shit together and they got out Yes, we got some other people. We ain't gonna name them, but yeah, they, they yeah, you know, you, you let them come for whatever reason, and, and you know, sometimes they come to spend the night and don't never leave. Yeah, and then you tell me do something positive, like listen, go to school, get your GED, or go back to college, or or get you a job, something so you could take care of yourself. I'm not even asking you for nothing except for to replace what you took, mm-hmm. what you use. You know, like this chick, she got some mail here. Um, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I had the mail in my room and my son goes, mommy, so-and-so is going to meet me at my job to pick up her mail. Why she can't come to the house and get it? She don't want to come to the house and get it because she owes me $50. Oh, shit. And she don't oh, want to see me because <laughs> I don't got beef in these streets, but I ain't no pussy and I be worried about people. <laughs> nah, because she like, all right, wait, this is going to be a whole nother podcast because I got a whole story just about that one alone. Mm-hmm. All right, but um, going back to what we were saying, so I've realized that over the years that I have like my own personal traumas from things that I've been through, like with you and with my father. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I realized uh, lately is I wouldn't exactly say like detachment, attachment. Maybe it is that. Maybe I'm in the not. I don't know. But I have this thing is like when people say that they're going to do something, then I get like really excited, right? Mm-hmm. I'm super excited because I just, I love doing things. That's why I go to so many museums, hence the name of this podcast. But it's like you say you're going to do it. Great, we're going to do it. We're going to go to the movies. We're going to go out to eat, whatever it is. And then if they don't show up, it, I think that hurts me the most on the inside. Like I'm yeah. even thinking about it right now. Like I can start crying. I went to the point where... I can feel tears like under my skin. Yeah, no, and and I and I understand what you're saying. You know, you get let down so many times, and mm-hmm. you and you still get excited. Like that little kid inside, you still gets excited about. Stuff. Yeah, because you know everything you know? stems from like when you were a child. So for me, it's just like I want somebody to say like, "This is what we're doing, and we're actually going to do it." I feel like I don't have that happen enough in my life. Oh, stop! stop. <laughs> Guys, so, so how's she so, looking at me? Like, so, we're actually going to finish the bathroom today. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to finish the bathroom today. Okay, <laughs> but look, I got a phone call at 7. Oh, my God. Nah, nah, check this out. I got a phone call at 7, but I'm also supposed to... Guys, I watch wrestling. Roman Reigns is my favorite, but he's not playing because of his... Uh, was it cancer or leukemia? I'm not sure. Oh. By the way, I touched him a couple years ago when I went to a match, but we talk about that later, too. So... I gotta watch wrestling at seven with Larry, and then I have a phone call also at seven. So it's gonna be kind of complicated tonight, but it's gonna get done. Um, whatever. Stop looking at me like that. Whatever. All right, yeah. So, so that's um a trauma that I have, mm-hmm. and uh, what else could I say about it? anything else you wanna say? Oh, I have something to say. I've never told you this. What? All right. So when. Uh, when I left Georgia, right, uh-huh. and I went to meet my father, uh-huh. we maybe I did tell you this. So I, we were in Charlotte for like two weeks, and he told me like to come and that he would like take care of me. I didn't have to worry about anything. We were in a house. Wait, uh, yeah. Oh, I did tell you this. <laughs> I was gonna ask you. Oh, I did. Okay, I did tell you this. So we were in a house for two weeks that barely had any running water. It smelled like dog pee. <laughs> 
Uh, he didn't have enough money for. He's he's one of those people like, oh, I love my wallet. First of all, do you even own a wallet? Like, what are you doing? But he was supposed to get like food stamps or something like that. He didn't get it, and then I just ended up paying for like everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. So. How you tell somebody you're going to take care of them and then that happens? Because he couldn't. Or even when I came back to New York, he's like, oh, you don't have to, like, worry about anything. Like, everything will be taken care of. Since I've been back in New York, which is, what, seven years now? Yeah. He's yeah, only seven. given me, like, I think 50 bucks. Oh, and check this out. He texted me a couple of days. Before. He changed his number. I think my brother, who's the snitch, gave him <laughs> my phone number. So he texted me the other day. He's like, oh, I got a couple of bucks. Do you do you want 100 what kind of cheap hoe do I look like? What am I going to do with $100? Listen. Shit, that's... Listen, most kids would jump at that opportunity. That's better than nothing. At least they can say <laughs> their father gave them something. You yeah. know what? Like, listen. Let me tell you something. So, mm-hmm. I remember when your father... What was her name? Cheryl? That girl he was... From down south? Yeah. Yeah. So, Cheryl was his little sweetheart... But way before he met me, they teenage sweetheart or whatever, right? So, you know, when when Robert graduated from high school, mm-hmm. he decided he just up and left. He didn't tell me nothing. I didn't know he was down there until he actually called me and said, Mommy, are you coming to my graduation? Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, thank God income tax time is coming up and stuff like that. I was able to put some money to the side and save it so I can go down there, right? Mm-hmm. So... We, we, you know, we get down here and, you know, I still know who your father is. Mm-hmm. You know, pr- a couple of years prior to that, we had went to court and, um, he, you know, he went to get, he was working, he was doing good. You know, he was with her and she made it seem like it was because of her that he was healed and healthy and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we got into a fight in the courthouse. Mm-hmm. That's why she don't like me. So we got into a fight in the courthouse because now your father, you know, he's not being his normal self. He's being whoever he's he acting is. in character. Yeah, he yeah he's being whoever he is when he's around her. So I had to tell him like, uh, I don't know who you putting the show on for. So I'm like, yeah, I bought you your first TV. I said, yeah, motherfucker. I said, then you know, they, they don't have you ain't got no receipt to prove that shit, do you? <laughs> You know, yeah, I said, that's what I thought. I said, they don't, you selling crack, you don't get receipts, right, motherfucker? And when I said that shit, and I said it in front of the bailiffs, everybody in the courthouse bust out laughing. Wow. I said, bitch, I said, don't show off because you with that bitch. I said, because I'll make her come up out that fur real quick, and I'll be wearing that shit home. Damn, it feels good. Yo, everybody started laughing, and I was not playing no games because she was acting all snooty and persnickety, and he all acting all. I said, don't act brand new because you were her homie. Mm-hmm. I said, because when you come to New York and you not with her, the first place you stop is my house. Mm-hmm. He hurry up. They, they escorted him out the room. So what they did was, um, that cat is so stupid. So what they did was, um, he tried to buy me out of whatever the settlement that was left. So after they took off a certain percentage of the, the arrears for child support for him, mm-hmm. right? He, um... They tried to buy me out because they wanted to buy all this property and these houses and do all of these things. And she didn't want... They were supposed to be getting married. And what happened was if she would have married him while he was on child support, she would have had to pay me too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I didn't care about none of that. So he wanted to give me $3,000 on a $12,000 debt. I looked at him. I said, listen, 
check this out. I said, I don't know who you trying to play right now. I said, give me eight and I will walk away and sign the papers mm. right now. Well, I have to move some money around. I said, well, you handle that. You handle your part and I'll handle mine. So we got outside. You know, now the whole conversation is different because now they're trying to buy me out. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so, you know, that didn't happen. So, you know, we kept going along and Robert had to graduate from high school. So she said, you know what? Y'all don't got to stay in the hotel. Talk about me and Al. Uh. Y'all can spend the night. We got the extra room downstairs. While me and Al in the bed sleep, I op- I just happened to open my eye because, like, I was uncomfortable being in her house in the first place. I opened my eye. It's a glass door. They're both standing there watching me and Al sleep. Stop playing. Get out. <laughs> yes. So then the whole time we there, she trying to check me about Keith. And I said, listen, check this out. I said, I'm not here for Keith. I said, I know who Keith is. I said, when you wake up and realize who Keith is, too, you're going to wish you never met him. Mm-hmm. I said thank you for your hospitality and everything I really appreciate you allowing us to stay here I said but don't think that I want that man because I don't the whole time we was there every time me and that man got a moment alone he was asking me to go to a hotel with him wow yes so um, so then it came to the point where, where it was almost time for us to leave the graduation had one on Lamont, Adam and Keefe was there because they all came to the graduation the cookout after the fact and she, this lady is. Wait, wh- where was I? I don't even. Was I, I invited? Like I think you. I don't know where you was at. I think it was in Long Island still. You were still in Long Island, I believe. I don't think I was invited. I don't know if you were. Well, me and Al drove down there, so I mean, I don't know. All right, I don't, just, I don't, just finish your sentence. I'm just yeah. So, it just made me think so of something else. Yeah. We sat there and um. So I we went food shopping, and she was nice. She paid for everything. We didn't have to pay come out our pockets for anything, right? Mm-hmm. So I went and bought all this food. We decided we we're going to have a cookout, but it was so hot outside that the guys kept running out, flipping the food on the grill, bringing it back in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how hot it was out there. So we sitting there, and so Robert went and bought him the juice that he wanted. Mm-hmm. So he puts some in the refrigerator. He goes in, he opens up the juice. She starts yelling, why the fuck you want to open up the fucking juice? And da 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 Yeah, that hard. And, you know, I was like, what? I said, huh? I put my food down. Monique put her food down. We both stood up. Lamar and Adam and Keith stood up. And I started walking toward her. I don't know where your father was at. He came out of this, scooped her ass real quick and snatched her on the front step. He said, is you fucking crazy? Them girls will kill you in there. She said, one of them is a fucking cop for crying out loud. He said, what the fuck you think is going to happen if they come up in here? Well. Yeah. We was going to beat that ass. I, I was going to beat her ass because at that point I was tired. You know, thank you for extending your hospitality, but you're not going to keep talking to my kid no matter how, how you fucking feel like it. Because I know Robert, his mouth, he's a sarcastic motherfucker. Ain't he? Yes, I know my <laughs> child. But that was unnecessary. And she was like picking on him, picking on him, and saying things just to see, trying to get a rise out of me. Mm-hmm. You understand? And... You know, I'm trying to be nice and trying to be humble and this, that, and the other. But when I stood up, my sister stood up right next to me. Mm-hmm. You was not going to win this one, <laughs> you know. And 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 years later, a couple of years later, your brother told me, he said, Ma, I got a message for you. I said, what's that? 
The girl went bankrupt because she went, your father convinced her to buy all of these houses out in Jersey on Route 95 on the way back or 85 or whatever that is. And he never kept up with the properties. Every time she gave him money to handle some property business, he wasn't going around collecting the rents. He wasn't doing none of the stuff to fix up properties. He wasn't doing none of the stuff that he was supposed to be doing. She wound up losing that house that they was living in. Mm -hmm. and, and, and all the other properties, the boot, she lost her job. Mm -hmm. Everything went downhill from there. That's how she wound up living in Tamika old house. Oh. Right? And um your brother said she she told your son yeah, your brother said that um she apologized to me. Uh -huh. about the way she was conducting herself and how she acted when we were there. Mm -hmm. You know, and he told her he, and, and I never forget it. Robert said, Mommy, she said you was telling her trying to tell her how daddy was and she didn't believe you. Uh-huh. You know, fuck I'm getting jealous for. I've been there done that. I had two kids by the neck. You know, right. but you know, the bottom, the moral of the story is we, we, we have to learn how to grow up, ladies and gentlemen. We have to be responsible. You know, your mom and dad don't owe you anything after a certain age. And if you feel that they do, you fucked up in the head. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? All right, they guys. did their job. So, um, on that Whatever note, it is. I think I, start, I started mentioning this earlier, but I don't think I finished. So, my brother, Robert... We're, we're all book fanatics and it's well me robert and my mom we we read so many books it's almost ridiculous but robert's reading a book by uh charlemagne the god and then there's a part in the book that robert told me where basically charlemagne is like you know your parents were doing like the best that they could do and you shouldn't hold those things against them because like probably they didn't know what they were doing either they were just mm -hmm. making decisions that they thought was right in the moment so, like, for me personally, I feel like I can forgive my mother. I know her. And I feel like she's growing to know herself now that she is clean and every day there's mm -hmm. something different. And, like, kudos to her. But my father? <sighs> but you know what? At the same token, you got to forgive him where he's at, right where he's at and leave him there. That's it. You, you, you well, not, th you're not that's, forgiving that's, him for that's, him. That's, that's where I'm at with it. Like, I just, I don't, yeah. I don't talk to him and I'm fine with yeah. that. But I find that he's always trying to reach out to me. But because it's like you guys also have to watch it. People reach out to you and it's kind of like they, they want something. He, mm -hmm. It's like with him, he's not reaching out to me because he like, oh, you're my daughter. I want to spend time with you. Like, no, I need you for something. Yeah, you know, and that, and that's one of the other things that, that I've learned about dealing with him and certain people in your family, in that side of the family. They're users. So whatever they can get out of you, they get out of you. And then when they don't need you no more, they toss you to, you know, toss you to the side. I'm going to go old like a wet food stamp. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because they used to be like yeah, bills. we used to get books. We used to get bills. <laughs> yeah, you know. What so, year was that? Oh, they stopped doing it like what? Two thousand one. They put it on a card now. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny to me. Yeah, but you know it, it. It it um. Yeah, it. You know, people. It, it, and it's not just them. They're users. They all of them are users for one reason or another. You know, if they can't get something out of you, ain't no hustle behind it. It's like they don't know how to just be people, loving, caring people. Your dad was raised up in, a, and he was he was misinformed by the misinformed, just like I was. You know, but you know, like I said, at some point in your life, you start to change and want better for yourself. Your father should be a millionaire by now because he's because not for nothing. Even though he do dumb shit, 
and can't read for for the life of me. He can't read for shit. He's illiterate for real. I, I, I know. And um, he can't spell my name. But <laughs> he's intelligent. He can tell you about the stock market. He can tell you uh, uh, about all the presidents. He can tell you all about. He can. He can. He can hold the conversation. You know about the U.S. economy and the drug economy, and you know he can talk about all. Have a. Uh, uh, up to date fluent conversation with you about the election process he can tell you about all of that stuff but he never took the time out to like go to school and do things for himself because that fast money took precedence over everything else see like I said I went back to school and got my GED because I didn't want you guys to tell me oh well you ain't do it. That's what I told my mother and father. Mm-hmm. But and and I'm so like, oh girl, I'm so grateful that I did get it when I got it, because now now instead of five hundred points, you need five thousand points or some shit like that. What? Yeah, they the what? My girlfriends was telling me. I said, what? How many? What? But I'm grateful that I did it. I applied myself. I took. I guessed. Okay. The whole GD. <laughs> <laughs> did and i got it the first it's time. okay I, I took my that test i took i had to take that math uh i guess that too i don't know if i passed but we're gonna find out look all right my, my gd teacher said when in doubt choose a and c and that's what really? i did i always um when i'm in doubt i pick c because will smith said that on his show yeah well she said a and c a and c okay yep. i'll keep that in my, all right ma we gotta wrap up now do you have a last word like a quote something that's like boom this is it this is what you should remember um do I have a quote? <laughs> Keep your legs closed and your mind open to the, all the possibilities of life. Oh, guys, you heard it here first. All right. Thanks so much, guys. This is my mom. Her name is Tawana. Oh, did I say that right? I said your legs. That's what you, you I said. You your said, legs closed and your mind open. That's what you said. Oh, girl. I just said. Okay. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, sis. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So I just want to thank you so much, guys. It's been so hard recording from home. Um, There's just so much noise outside. People are having parties. And then, like, mentally, I couldn't get into it. Like I said, the weather's been so great. My cat is on cat crack. It's so much, but I'm so thankful to be here right now. Now she's laying there asleep. She's (laughs) sleeping it off. All right, guys. Follow me on Instagram. That's Q-U-A-M-E-I-S-H-A. Again, that's Q-U-A-M-E-I-S-H-A. And if you guys really like this episode or you're interested in being on one of my future podcasts, make sure that you leave me a voice note on um, Anchor or you can also just DM me or even just write under my post because every week on Wednesday I'm dropping a new episode and there will be a new post on my page. Catch you guys next week.